0: We are already, we are already putting together next year's um, family campout. is going to be over the Fourth of July weekend. Brother Randy Williams and his family will be here with us next year, and uh, so you want to make sure you can already insert that in the back of your mind that uh, we're, and that's going to be for three days. We've been here for two days this year. Next year is going to be three days, and uh, we're expecting a great time. But I also want to say. It's been fantastic having uh, brother and sister Marks and their children. We love them. The preaching last night. Somebody praise him. Yes. My, 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 my. The preaching last night. And uh, Brother Cody Marks is one of those one of those kind of... Evangelist that he just continues to push the envelope farther and farther and farther because he hears from God. That was a tremendous word from the Holy Ghost last night. I'm thankful for it. I appreciate him very much. And without any further delay, Brother Marks, we love you. Glad you're here. You're a part of Cornerstone. Your whole family is part of Cornerstone. Come in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise.
1: Glad they finally shut down the shot slides so Kyle and Jake could make it. <laughs> or maybe they were shooting archery. I'm not sure which, but um, aren't you having a great time? Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, whatever my two cents worth is. Um, Worth. I. I'm sure there'll be some things that um, they may do a little different um, next year. But um, if I have a vote, I think if if we included other churches, it would take away from the intimacy of of what's here. This is neat. And. Um, this is, this is an awesome thing. And um, this church gives out all year long. Um, for many years, uh, it was standout and summit. And now summit and the um, yearly symposium that Brother Mayo has been doing. And you give, 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 serve, serve, serve. And quite frankly, I have enjoyed watching you that, um, have such a heart to serve, be served this week and it's well-deserved and what a tremendous, uh, honor it is to be here and be a part of the, the first, um one of these and um, I have felt the um, strength that I believe that we all anticipated that this would bring and such a rest and a peace. I'm as thankful for the peace that you have felt since you've been here. Amen. I'd like to turn your attention. Um, I, I'm not going to not a lengthy reading, um, but um, two two portions of scripture. First, in Daniel chapter three, um, I'm going to ask you to forgive me. Um, this is kind of a a rough draft, but um, I felt like that the Lord gave me this for this meeting specifically. And um, we'll see how it goes as to whether or not we try this again. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, um, any word from the Lord is a good thing. And I do know this is from the Lord, and I would like it to, to deliver this to you tonight, hopefully with an anointing. We need, we need the anointing of the Holy Ghost Aren't you thankful for great apostolic leaders? Amen. Um, I I don't I don't hand out a lot of compliments. I'm trying to do better on that. Um, so if I, I want when I say something for it to mean something, and so I don't say things out of obligation. But this church is blessed. And, my, and this is my estimation, and and not just in my opinion, but it's it's shared. This opinion shared with a lot of people across the world. But this church is blessed to have some of the greatest apostolic leaders in the world as your shepherd and first lady. My wife and I both count it a tremendous honor to um, be a part of their lives first and then a part of this church and and for many years now the vision of this man and woman and what God is doing in the Northwest. Daniel chapter 3. Hey, before I read that, could I say one more thing? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something somebody else and I shouldn't start calling names but I know the males would agree with what I'm fixing to say do you know what an honor it is that the sergeants chose to come here to retire what a these are fantastic people wonderful 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 people and they didn't. They didn't. I, I need to rephrase that. They didn't come here to retire. They came here to refire. Amen. Amen. And uh, when I when I met the sergeants, uh, I met Brother Sergeant the Bear, and then shortly thereafter I met Sister Sergeant the Bear Tamer. Praise God. Amen. How <laughs> many know that to be the truth? Daniel chapter three. Before I get in trouble. And I know you're standing. Daniel chapter number 3. Let's just jump in at verse number 8. You know the story. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree. You made a decree that when the music is played, that they bow down and worship your image. These Chaldeans brought report back to Nebuchadnezzar that you've got these certain Jews, verse number 12, whom you have set over the affairs of the province that have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded them to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he they brought them, he interrogates them. And you know, verse number 16, they said, We're not careful to answer this, thee, in this matter. Verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand. I'm trying not to preach already, just reading. But if not, be it unknown, be it known unto thee, O King, that that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I got to read this verse, verse twenty. And he commanded Nebuchadnezzar commanded. This is key to where I'm going tonight. The most mighty men that were in his army to bind these three boys and to cast them into the fire. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments were cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the fire exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men. What men? Not just any mighty men, the most mighty men. Consume them. Verse 23, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. I'll read one more verse and then I'll stop. Verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. I want to talk to you tonight about facing the fire. Facing the fire. Facing the fire. If you would, I'd like you just to lay your stuff down and just take, it. I want you to take somebody by the hand. Let me, let me tell you what I feel. There's some good faithful folks in this place that desperately need a word from the Lord and I believe that God has, that he has put that into my spirit and I believe he's put the words into my mouth and I want there to be an anointing to help me to articulate it. Would you lift your voice one more time and would you pray that God's word would go forth. that you speak a word individually. But I pray one more time, God, would you use me to minister to Cornerstone Church on this Saturday night? Would you help me preach the discouragement out of somebody's spirit? Would you help me to preach the lies out of somebody's mind? Holy Ghost, one more time, would you give me an authority to drive out despondency? And to help these people overcome oppression, let victory come into this house. Let there be a shout that rises up in the camp of God tonight. Let there be dominion. Clap your hands and give God praise before you're seated. Thank you for standing. How are you folks doing back there in the cheap seats? Can you hear okay back there? Hallelujah. I see one of these precious couples that was setting up close last night. I hope I didn't scare you so bad you moved to the back tonight. I'm really not a mean guy, I promise. everything that is going is unfolding that is going on in regards to the actions of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter number three is and I don't have time to get into a lot of the history of this. You just have to go study it um take my word for it right now. It is. It is rebellion. It is rebellion. Is what it is. Um, He has has built, he has constructed, Nebuchadnezzar has constructed this, this idol. Now, I'm just going to throw this stuff out here, and I will make some parallels, but it's pretty plain, so you ought to be making some parallels yourself. An idol, not just any idol, an idol of him. Of himself, mind you. This 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 whole deal reeks with rebellion. This this image that has been constructed and erected is an image of gold that is ninety feet high, it's ninety feet tall, and it is nine feet wide. Now, I will give you a little history because. I believe, it, I believe it adds to this. Um, this. This image, this image that he has erected, 90 feet high, 9 feet wide, it is none other than a depiction of himself. Is, it is made of gold from, from the top of this 90 foot all the way to the bottom. Now, scholars are not sure. Uh, most believe that it probably was not solid gold. Uh, but that's really not, that's not the significance here. The significance is that, uh, that he had the audaciousness to erect it first of all of himself, second of all that he would make it all gold. The reason I say that this is an act, listen to me, an act of rebellion is because of Daniel's, bless you, Daniel's interpretation of this dream that Nebuchadnezzar has. Anybody remember the dream? Okay. And in that dream, Daniel, Daniel sees or or Daniel interprets and and in his interpretation, this, this thing that Daniel interprets, only the head, only the head is gold. And when Daniel goes down through and he gets to the feet of this image, it is, of, it is of clay, and basically the short of this is that, yes, Nebuchadnezzar is going to rule, but his rulership and his dominion uh, will only last for a certain time, for a certain season, and it will come to an end, and we know tonight, thank God, we know that there's only one kingdom that is everlasting. It is it is God that sets up. It is God that puts down. God holds in his hand the heart of the king. Do you understand that tonight? And so... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar does not like this interpretation. He wants to believe this egomaniac. He wants to believe, um, uh, this uh, he wants to believe uh, that his kingdom will be one of no end. And so it is a defiant act of rebellion that he would erect this statue 90 feet tall of himself And that he would make it of pure gold. It is rebellion. He is responding to what Daniel is saying. That my kingdom will not be something that is short lived. But what Nebuchadnezzar does, this is what he believes, will be set in motion and will be forever. We know the rest of the story. He was wrong. He was wrong, wrong, wrong. And and so, excuse me, we find him here. And... This statue has, it has been placed um, in, in a valley there just east of Babylon, and they are commanded. Now, I, I just, I want you to see this. It's, it's, it's the audaciousness, and I've used that word a couple times, but it's, it's the most fitting in regards to some of these things that I see here. I can't think of another word that quite fits. It's just audacious. Um, and it's just expected, uh, all of these people that had gathered here for this time of dedication slash celebration of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, statue of himself, there is, they are just expected that when the music plays that they are to bow and to worship. And we know the story. Most of these kids here today could tell this story. This is one of those good Sunday school stories. But there's some meat here today. If you'll lean in and listen, and let me talk to you in the Holy Ghost. But these three boys refused to bow down. They refused to conform to the ways of society. They didn't care. They didn't care that uh, everybody else was doing it. I said they didn't care that everybody else was doing it. And we live in a society today where I see many parallels from this old Sunday school story to the world that you and I are living in. And, and people are flabbergasted and they are in shock when they find out that you don't do this and that you don't accept that and that you don't go there and that you have separated yourself from this. There is this presumptuous expectation in the world that you and I are living in that everybody's doing it. Well, I got news for you. Everybody's not doing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah if you'll help me preach here a little bit tonight, everybody's not doing it. This camp stands in defiance. The clean entertainment that we've had here, the godly fellowship that we have had here the last couple of days stands in defiance of the spirits of this world. You don't have, listen, you don't have to be perverted to have fun. You don't have to pull off all your clothes and run around half naked to be entertained. hallelujah I, I, I'm not going to take a lot of time staying here but, but, but I'm telling you there is something to be said I don't believe we have to be nasty I don't believe we have to be stupid or ignorant I don't want to be known for that but I also don't want to be known for somebody that tolerates it because if you tolerate it you will eventually become what you tolerate I want to make a statement here tonight. I don't agree with the direction of this world. Self-centered world. Come on. Sin soaked, sex-soaked world that we live in. Come on. I believe in holiness, and I'm talking about inward holiness. I believe that righteousness is still right. Separation from the world. There has to be, there has to be resistance. Not nastiness, there's a difference. Compromise, kindness is not compromise. But there has to be resistance because there is an expectation. I'm, I'm not nervous right now, but I feel like I just need to stay here. You need to understand something. The spirit of this world is it just expects you to do what everybody else is doing. I mean you just look at the, the, the you, you just look at the shock on their face when you tell them that your kids are not going to participate in that. I mean you you just well they're just going to have to be shocked. I don't care if everybody else is doing it. Come on, if it's not pleasing to God, we're not doing it. If it does not bring glory to God, we're not doing it. If it And so we see, we see these three, these three young boys, and they've already been through enough as it is. I'm fixing to get down to where you're living. Babylon has besieged. These boys were from Judah. These boys have already been through enough as it is. Taken in, captive. Their people were taken over, and these boys basically were made servants of this heathen nation that overtook their people and their place. Not only are they overtaken, but they're given new names. Trying to change their identity. I'm headed somewhere. Come on, don't be nervous for me. I'm going somewhere. I got time. I'm like Sprint. I get rollover minutes. I didn't preach but about 40 minutes last night. I got a good, I got a good 30 minutes rollover at least. They've already been through enough. These boys personify, in my estimation. These boys epitomize. They personify. Come on, how to take a stand with the right spirit. We're not bound. I don't care if everybody else is doing it. This is not right. Come on, don't get tricked in. Come on to believe in. Let me preach into a young person's spirit right now. Don't get tricked in and deceived. Come on, well, everybody's doing it. This must be the thing to do. I don't care if everybody's doing it or not. That doesn't mean it's the thing to do. Boys, personify what it looks like to take a stand, to do the right thing. Do you know that it's important to God that we do the right thing the right way? There's a lot of people that's made right look bad. Holiness... Holiness people, holiness preachers have heard the holiness message more than anybody because you can do, you can do the right thing the wrong way. They just let it be known we're not bowing. They didn't stand on a corner somewhere with a megaphone and a cardboard box that they'd cut into pieces and say, you know, whatever they're standing for and let everybody know. They just kindly, when everybody else bowed to the music, they didn't bow. I don't believe we got to go on national television. We just, I'm just not doing that. They stood for what was right. And the Bible says, again, it's a familiar story, but there's some nuggets here to glean. The Bible says, the Bible says that word began to spread that they refused to bow. Self-centeredness, selfishness, rebellion. They they refused to participate in this. Interestingly enough, the people that that tell on them, the tattletales of the story of the Chaldeans, which the Chaldeans... If you go study the Chaldeans, it's talking about here in the text. It's talking about these that, uh, these that are dealing with uh, black magic in fact, it would have been, and again, I'm not saying that people in the, in the world of psychology are dealing with black magic, but these, were the child, these particular Chaldeans prided themselves in understanding the, the, uh, the psyche or the psychological side of humanity in this day and hour. And they were the ones that went to Nebuchadnezzar and said, look, you've hired these three guys, and when the music's playing, they're not bowing. And the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar became angry and wroth because of their holy rebellion. Because they refused to bend under the pressure of what everybody else was doing. They were determined to do what was right. I want to know, is anybody in this place that's just determined to do what's right? Right. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what's right. I I can't, listen, I can't choose for you. I can't choose for my neighbor. I can't choose for my family. I'm telling you, I'm going to do what's right. I want to do what's right. And um, the Bible says something interesting. It says that in his anger, he says to them, you, We're going to give you a second chance at this and said, if you don't bow this second time, says uh, we're going to heat up the furnace seven times hotter. In fact, the Bible uses a word, W-O-N-T, want, is the way it's pronounced, want. It's King James jargon for the way it's used in the, in the verbiage there, of the scripture is that this furnace was not. This furnace was not accustomed to being heated at this temperature. One translation said, "unusual heat, unusually hot." I'm going somewhere. I'm taking longer to build a foundation than I normally do, but I'm headed somewhere. I promise, I'm coming to where you're at unusually hot. You remember that. That's key to where we're, unusually hot. And he said, we still ain't changing our mind. We, we're we not careful in answering you in this. We're not going to get ugly. We're just not bound. We're going to do what's right. We can't speak in regards. I've never seen this before, but you go back and read it because it's there. We don't know what God's going to do in regards to the furnace, but we know one thing. God is going to deliver us from you. Every one of us, Brother sergeant, has to get to the place that I'm not sure how God's going to employ the pain and the trials in my life. I'm not sure how God is going to employ the furnaces in my life. But I got this promise. I know this one thing. Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. God is not going to let the devil destroy me. Hallelujah, there's some consolation in there. We will, we will not, we are not careful in answering you in this. We will not bow. Now here's where we gotta go. Are you ready? We're going right now. This is what I gotta work on. I don't know how your mind works, but I got a feeling it works, in at least in some ways, the way my mind works. Tell you how I would have liked to have seen this story unfold. These boys did right, and they did right with the right spirit. But it did not make them exempt from the fire. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes in our minds, and you better be honest with me right now, if you're you're not going to get a word, you're not going to get something to help you and buoy you here tonight if you're not honest. In our minds, we think, well, I did right there. I responded right there. I dealt with that situation. Them folks backslid. Those folks turned on the pastor and walked away. I stayed. And look at the fire that I'm facing. The way, at least, come on, is anybody else with me? The way my mind works. I, the way I'd like to see this unfold, and maybe maybe I just look at things polyanically. Maybe I'm just somebody that, that, that wants the story to always end with a happy ending. But in my mind, I'd like to see people start standing up with them. They didn't just do right, Jordan. They did right the right way. They had a right spirit. They refused to bend. They refused to bow. They, they refused to succumb to the pressure of those that had authority. I would have liked to have seen people say, you know what? If they could stand up, my God, I can stand up with them. If they can take a stand. I'm going to tell you how my, I'm going to tell you how my mind works. When I do right, come on, I'm just going to tell you the way I feel. When I do right, I want to see Nebuchadnezzar's neck broke. I want to see the furnace destroyed. I don't want to have to go through the fire. Oh, You're going to make me stand out there on that skinny limb all by myself. I'm not the only one here tonight. There's four other honest ones standing up right now. When I do right, I expect exemption. When I do right, I expect amnesty. When I do right. Well, this is just a little Sunday school story here tonight. I'm about to bring it down to where you're living tonight. I'm not here tonight to talk to the reprobates. I'm not here tonight to talk to the rebellious people. I'm here tonight to talk to the people that have done it right. You've done it right. And for whatever reason, come on, and I'm going to give you some biblical reasons here tonight. If the Holy Ghost will help will help us. God did not give you exemption. God did not break the Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar, in your life. God did not destroy the furnace god come on god did not allow anybody to stand up with you you stood alone come on and not only did the furnace remain it got hotter than usual All right, I gotta know, is there anybody been in a furnace? Is there anybody been in a place in life? I'm not talking about a couple of weeks. I'm not talking about a couple of months. I'm preaching to some people. Come on, you have made a home out of the furnace. You've done everything you know to do, to do right. And you come to this campus week and there's a big question mark in your spirit. Why am I facing the fire? Just because you do right does not guarantee you exemption from the furnace. Just because you do right, it does not give you exemption from fire that is not just fire, but it's unusual fire. When I was praying about this service and God dropped this into my spirit a couple of weeks ago, the word unusual came to mind before I even found this word in the text, W-O-N-T. And I'm preaching to some people right now. If you'll be honest, come on. Holy Ghost wants to minister to us on this campground tonight. It's been unusual fire. It's not just been a trial. It's been an unusual trial. Everybody goes through trouble, but I'm not here tonight to talk about an ingrown toenail. Come on, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, so I'm talking to some people here tonight that have been through some stuff that people live a whole lifetime and never live through. As much as, I, as much as I agree with you, come on, if I was God and I'm not God, but if I was God, come on, I believe you did what was right, and if I'd have been God, I'd have broke the neck of your Nebuchadnezzar, I'd have done away with the furnace, and I'd have made sure you wasn't alone and somebody else would have stood up with you, but that's not what happened. You have been alone, Nebuchadnezzar lives, and you know that the fire is hotter than usual. The question tonight, the question is not this psychological debate. We get in this debate as to why God makes good people suffer. That's an endless argument that nobody knows the answer to. Nobody. I've read philosophers. I've read modern-day philosophers. I've read ancient philosophers. Nobody has an answer to it. They have pontificated. Come on, they have, they have given their explanation as to why a good God would cause good people to suffer. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have the explanation as to why God goes ahead and forces us sometimes to face the fire, even when we have been the ones that have stood up and done right. But I will tell you this much. That's not the issue. The issue is not why God allowed it. The issue is how I'm going to act in the fire. How I'm going to respond when I am forced to face the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The issue is not why God allowed this. Do you hear me? Don't spend another minute in prayer. Come on. Don't spend another moment agonizing on why God chose to allow you to face this. You have to understand it's about my feet in the fire. It's about my action. My feet in the fire will determine. The issue is not what Nebuchadnezzar's done. The issue is not how hot the fire is. The issue is not fair and unfair. The issue is not fair and unfair. The issue is what am I going to do when I am forced to face a fire that I don't feel like I deserve? It's just a Sunday school story. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope I'm doing all right. <laughs> Somebody doing right surely uh, shouldn't have to go through something like this. <sighs> Somebody trying to do right. Let me tell you, let me just go ahead and get this out here, okay? You out there that are your worst enemies, you're your greatest critic. In fact, you that, you that are out there, I'm preaching to some of you that are harder, you're, you're harder on yourself than the devil is on you. Let me just go ahead let me just go ahead and throw something out there. The first thing that jumped up off of the page and grabbed me that ministered to me in regards to this Kyle, is when these three boys face the fire, come on, even after doing right, let me tell you something, they didn't face the fire without falling. The Bible, the first thing that it says is that when those three most mighty men pick them up. And through them in the fire, the Bible says that they fail. They fail. I want you to know when you're facing fire, when you're, are you hearing me? Young brother sergeant, you hear me? When you're facing the fire, when you're facing the furnace, that you can't figure out what in the world did I do wrong to end me up here. Let me tell you, there's going to be times that you fall. You're going to fall, but the key here, Nebuchadnezzar, the adversary of the story, gives us the key to the success of this story. He looks in, and when he looks into the furnace, there are two key things here that he sees. Yes, they fail, but he says, they are loosed they are loosed I heard it they are loosed what they are loosed and they are walking I'm going to preach this tonight. You hear me? I feel my help right now. They are loosed and they are walking. In fact, when it all went down and Nebuchadnezzar hollered into that burning furnace, the Bible says that they walked out of the fire. Now, notice. Yes, you're already there. It's where we always run to. Nebuchadnezzar recognized there was a fourth man in the fire. That's where we always go to. That's where the preach is at. But that's not the first thing. Listen, that's not the first thing that he noticed when he looked in that fire, brother Surgeon. He said, did we not throw them in there bound? No, you didn't hear what I just said. I'm telling you, God gave me a key right here two weeks ago. Listen, the adversary, before he even makes no notice that God's in the fire with them, the first thing he's concerned about is, did we not throw them in there bound? Yes, it scares him to death when God shows up. But I'm going to tell you what his first, his first and foremost important thing is in the adversary's mind is that you stay bound. Oh, I feel the preacher in the house. Turn me up, brother. Brother he wants you to stay bound he wants you to stay bound Hallelujah! I know you didn't deserve what they said about you. I know you didn't deserve to lose your job. I know you didn't lo- deserve what you're going through. I know you did right and suffered wrong even doing right. You've lived the last six years. That's a number right there for somebody. The Holy Ghost just spoke that to me. This has been a six-year furnace wondering where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? Where did, this is not about where you went wrong. This is about where you went right. And you got to understand Something. The devil wants to keep you bound. He wants to keep your joy bound. He wants to keep your peace bound. He wants. No, I'm going to preach this. There's resistance here tonight, but I'm going to preach through this. You hear me? He wants you to stay bound. He wants you to stay bound. When you're facing the fire, he wants you to stay bound. He wants your prayer life to be bound. He wants your hands and feet to be bound. He wants your worship to be bound. I'm preaching to somebody. He wants your visions to be bound. He wants your faith to be bound. I'm preaching to a visionary right now. you got to get your vision loose. Hallelujah. They were and walking in the fire. I'm telling you how you face the furnace. You face the furnace by staying loose. And you gotta keep walking. You gotta keep praying. You gotta keep serving God. You gotta keep being faithful. You gotta keep being loyal. Hallelujah. I've seen God show up for some of you, but the devil's still not as concerned as he should be because he doesn't get as concerned as he should be until you realize I gotta get out of these things that bind me. I've come to speak to the spirit of depression. You've been a victim long enough. You've been offended long enough. It's time to get loose in the fire. You're not gonna walk out of this unless you get loose. Come on, this is how you face the fire. You gotta get loose. Free of defense, free of offense, free of... I'm telling some of you right now, not next Sunday. Are you hearing me? Not come Tuesday night, midweek. Not Sunday morning. I know it's a little awkward. We're in a building we're not accustomed to. Come on, there's people outside that's probably peeking in on us right now. You don't give me this baloney. That's not my nature. That's not my personality. Listen to me. I'm preaching to somebody that's facing the furnace, and you've got to get loose. You've got to get loose. You've let the devil have your too long. You've let the devil have your joy too long. I may be in the fire, but you can't have my joy. I may be in the fire, but you can't have my peace. crossed your mind. I'm just here as a confirming voice. It's crossed your mind and services long before this one to jump Just jump. Come on. Nobody asks you to jump. Just jump. It's crossed somebody's mind to roll. It's crossed somebody's mind. You've let yourself talk yourself out of that. But I'm telling you, on this Saturday night, you may be in the fire, but it's time to get loose. You may be in the fire, but it's time to get loose. you got to get the bonds off of your arms and your legs and your feet. Dave, Dave, the human proclivity, the human proclivity when you face a furnace. As some of you in this building are facing, the human proclivity is to freeze. You lock down your emotions. Let me tell you something, the decision you made not to love, the decision when you put lockdown on your emotions not to let anybody in, Are you listen to me right now? That's the same emotion that produces joy and peace in your life. It's the same channel. And when you lock that down, you don't get any of it. You can't face the fire by freezing. The fortune of the fire, the outcome of the fire, the great part is how we face it. Our feet in that fiery furnace, loosed and moving. Loosed and moving. Loose and moving. Giftings. Let me tell you something right now. I've traveled the world the last 20 years. Let me jump up on my little stump and just toot my little horn a little bit. There is more creative juices. I've traveled the world in 20 years. There is more creative juices in this church than I believe anywhere else I've ever been. But it's operating at about 20%. Because it's people from all different walks of life that have face and furnaces. And everything, you just, the only thing you knew to was lock up. You can't lock up when you face the fiery furnace. You loosen up. It's the exact opposite of the way your nature and your flesh wants to react and respond to this. Because you hear this preacher right now, there's some serious things at stake. You hear me. If I have ever spoke prophetically in anybody's life on this Saturday night, if I never speak prophetically again, I'm speaking prophetically right now, you better open your spirit because here it comes. You're not going through all of this for nothing. Why? Why would someone... Why would you make a decision to do, do right, do right, do right, do right, do right, do right? And then all of a sudden, it seems in response to you doing right, you're faced with unusual wrong. So why would you all of a sudden quit doing right? I never realized this till this afternoon. These guys were on a roll. They get a promotion in Daniel chapter number one. They get a promotion in Daniel chapter number two. And Jordan, they get a promotion. In Daniel chapter number 3, God does not force us to face fires. And if we act right and our feats are right as we face the fire, let me tell you, you don't face these these fiery furnaces without a promotion from God. Daniel 3 concludes, the Bible says, and yet they were promoted again. This is not about God forgetting. This is not about, listen to me, this is not about inequality. This is not about evil getting by. This is not about hypocrisy. Listen to me right now. This is about promotion. No, you're not hearing me yet. You're you're not hearing me yet. You, listen, this is what God spoke to me today for you as fresh as today. You've made this about what you're going through and not about what you're going to. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear what I said yet. Come on, I'm going to work on this. Sorry, kids. Forgive dad. I'm going to preach until this breaks tonight. Come on. You call me two tape marks, whatever you want to call me. We're going to break this tonight. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. You're focused on what you have had to go through instead of focusing on what God's taking you to. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're not just out there aimlessly wandering in a furnace. If God brought you to it, God will bring you through it. But God doesn't bring you to something, come on, that he's not taking you somewhere else. Will God bring me through this? I don't even, I'm not even going to bother to go back up there. We'll just see how good a memory I've got. You've asked the question, will I ever get through this? Well, I got news for you. Yes, the apostle Paul faced a storm, but he made it to Rome. Yes, the children of Israel went through a wilderness, but they made it to a promised land. You're not hearing me yet. Yes, I'm not going through something. I'm going to something. And it's going to be greater. And it's going to be deeper. And it's going to be more powerful. It's going to be higher. Oh, you ought to clap your hands and thank God for it. I got to ask you some questions. Did Joseph stay in the pit? I didn't hear you. Did Joseph stay in the pit? Did Joseph stay in the prison? Did the Israelites stay in the desert? Did Daniel stay in the lion's den? Did Jonah stay in the fish? Did Paul and Silas stay in the prison? Did Paul stay in the storm? Did Jesus stay in the tomb? then guess what? You're not going to stay in the furnace. You're not going to stay in the fire. If the fire is finished, if the furnace of unusual heat that God has trusted you to bring you to, if it is finished with the right actions, not only did these, on the other side of this fiery furnace was there a promotion. Are you ready for this? I'm trying to bring this home. Oh my God, it might be just a three, a little three-word phrase in there. Brother Chris, you and your wife, listen to me. Here in a few minutes, the Holy Ghost already showed me you're the first people I'm gonna pray for. And when I pray for you, you're gonna be a key to this thing breaking. I'm gonna pray for you and your wife, and I'm gonna pray for David and Brenda Gazanda. And something's gonna break in this church. It's not just anybody that God trusts. With an unusual fiery furnace. Will you receive something if I give it to you from the Lord? It's no accident, Brother Chris, that the Bible says that when Nebuchadnezzar turned, he said, Now watch this. It should have rung a bell. You that are in the spiritual warfare and reading your Bible and understanding there's a spirit world, I emphasize the phrase, it should have rung a bell in your mind. He turns. There's binding that takes place. But he turns and he says, you find me. Not just anybody. You find the most mighty men. And Jordan, the Bible says that when those most mighty men brought those boys to the edge of that furnace... Now here's where, here's where we can focus. When they pick them up and they open that door to throw them in. Now we can point our finger and say, well, they, they stumbled. Which side of the door of that furnace are you looking on? Because there's, there's some people that all they want to look is they want to look where, where, where the fire hits somebody. Sure, anybody that's faced with fire, come on. Anybody that touches something hot, the natural reaction is to scream out and pull your hand back. But well, they said this, or they did this, or they went MIA, or they went AWOL for 12 months. Get off of it. You're not going to face fire without there being failures. But you keep looking on either side of this door and say, well, they stumbled there or they did that or they said that. On the other side of that furnace, that fiery furnace door, the Bible says the most mighty men were consumed. (laughs) And I'm not sure how to completely explain this. But I watch patterns, and I know what I'm telling you is fixing. What I'm about to tell you, listen, I believe it's going to not just, you're the first people I'm telling it to, but I believe it's going to change people's lives all over the world. The devil, there's reason he's resisted me tonight, and he wants to resist his services. He don't want what I'm fixing to say out of my mouth, coming out of my mouth, but I'm going to say it here tonight. I believe that before the fiery furnace facing it, I believe before promotion, first, Kyle, It's about the death of the mighty men. There's a reason, he says, the most. You get the men, the biggest and the baddest, the ones that have done more damage, the ones mighty men. When the light came on, I thought, oh my God. If this is about God destroying the strong man in my city. If this is about me destroying the strong man. Come on, some of you are facing, there have been strong men that have controlled, generationally, they've controlled the DNA of your family. And if God trusts me for nothing more, if he trusts me to face the fire for nothing more than to kill off the most mighty men in Babylon, who am I to freeze up and say, I'm not going through that? All I did was stand up for what was right. And there, are, there are mighty men that have ruled the Northwest, and I believe it's no. There's a convergence, and it's not through, brother. I'm I'm prophesying to you right now. I don't, you, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna accuse you as they did David of having naughtiness in your heart. They're gonna accuse you for having naughtiness in your heart. You listen to me. The greatest giant that David fought was not Goliath. It was his own brethren let them say whatever they want to say. there's a convergence. listen, there's a convergence of people on this part of the country that have been faced with furnaces and they're converging on this area because God is going to use these fiery furnace you hear me these fiery furnace moments, these times, chapters, places in people's lives and he is going to destroy the mighty men that have ruled this area. He's going to destroy you listen to me right now. Come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm telling somebody that's been flailing in the fire. I'm telling somebody that's been fretting about the fire that the fire is for naught. Listen, there's a purpose in you facing the fire. There's a fat promotion coming, but there's more than a fat promotion coming. Come on, if you will faithfully face the fire, come on, loose and walking, God is going to destroy the mighty man. How many times have I read that? How many times have I heard that preached? If there was no promotion? Would it not have been worth them going through that? Just to take out what scholars, the number, the best numbers I could find. Dave, now now tell me the, the, the craziness behind this. They said probably, a quadrant. I found some, 10, 20, I don't know the exact number, but even if it was just five, would it not have been worth it to face the fire to take out the five strongest men in Babylon? Just like that right there. Would it not be worth it to face the fire to take out the five strongest spirits? That have controlled your family, that have controlled this city, that has controlled. I was driving when God gave me this, and I'm closing if you'll come to the piano, but give me your attention. He gave me two stories. Driving down the road, this one that I've shared, and just a smidgen of what I'm fixing to give you, not realizing that the two, that there would be a confluence, that they would merge. I didn't see it, but I see it now. It makes sense to me. Bible tells us that she's a a Canaanite. She's a Gentile. And she comes to Jesus. She's crying to Jesus. And the, the reason for her plea There's something going on with if I believe remember right I believe the Bible actually gives a gender I believe it's her daughter, child I, I know it was a child I believe it was her daughter. Listen, okay. Now I'm I'm telling you I'm not trying to preach two sermons in ones, I just see this merging. This is revelatory, okay. You what? ready? There's a difference between offense and offended. Offense is an event. Offended is a choice. I don't know how far she comes, but she comes a ways. We know the need's pressing and the bible says that she cries out to him and the first thing that happens is he answers her not a word first point of offense he answers her not Folks, if, if this doesn't help anybody, just, just indulge me here. I'm helping myself. Okay. So, one offense. Okay. Then, okay, he ignores her. Then, the institution, if I could say it that way, the disciples. Put this in one of your leadership pipes and smoke it because it needs to be talked about. Okay. They said... This woman's troubling us. How quickly we take too much on ourselves. She wasn't even saying anything to them. She wasn't after them. She was after him. That's for another time, another place, another day, I'll leave that alone. But they're, they're wanting to get rid of her. Second point of offense. Yeah. At best, the body is broken in the earth. It's broken at best, and you're going to have so many opportunities to become offended. Point of offense one. He answered her not a word. All of us are going to go through times in life where it feels like our prayers are being unanswered. Point of offense number two. Every one of us will be tested by offense from the institution, the church, a preacher, a leader. Even the man after God's own heart prayed this prayer. God, help me to see the good in thy chosen. That was a lifesaver right there. He, he just, his eyes were so full of hypocrisy and duplicity. He's just like. So one offense, two offense. And if that's not enough, we're not talking about three offenses in 30 days. We're not talking about three offenses in three months, three years. We're talking about three offenses in in about 3 minutes. So she's ignored, they try to get rid of him. She worships. There's a novel idea. But I can tell you, you can still have a you can still have a determination to do what's right. Not going to be offended, not going to be offended, worship. But that worship, that, that choice right there to worship is still not going to guarantee you an exemption from another offense. Because he turns and he looks at her again and he said, shall the eye as the master give you? The dog as a dog? He calls her a dog. And brother, I'm telling you, it was everything I'd do to keep the car on the road. Tears running down my face. This woman's tenacity and this woman's refusal to be offended. And she turns back and she says, this is the third time, brother Mayo. She turns back again and she says, even the dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. (laughs) And you know what the Bible says? After this saying, in that very hour. That child was made whole. After after this scene. Offense, offense, offense. Those are those are events. Offense, offense. After the choice to not be offended at the institution, at the people that are a part of the institution, at being ignored, not being offended at Jesus. That's too transparent, I know. Y'all gonna really think I'm backslidden now to tell you that I've been offended at Jesus too. But I want you to know there's some things at stake in you making up in your mind not to be offended at any of those things that come into play in that picture. And somehow I've always known this affected the next generation, Sister Mayo, but now I have Scripture, solid Scripture, because there are things out there that I cannot see that are contingent on me having the right response to the offense. After this saying, Jesus finally seen this woman. This woman will not be offended. And in that very hour, and I didn't see where these two things went together, but I see them converging right now and it makes sense to me as they're moving together your face on a fire that you feel like you should have never had to face it's your feats f-e-a-t-s it's your acts in the fire it's your choices fire is an event fortitude is a choice Trial is an event, trust is a choice. Loosed and walking. Trained us first. I'm reading to you from the Word of the Lord in closing, Psalm 66. He trained us first, passed us like silver through refining fires, brought us into hard scrabble country, pushed us to our very limit. Road tested us inside and out. Took us to hell and back. But finally he brought us to this well watered place. We are going somewhere. Somebody hear me. The fiery furnace is not where it ends. This is not finality. When you walk through the fire, Isaiah 43, 2 through 5. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, and since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you people for your life. Fear not for I am with you. I will bring your uh oh here it comes again. I will bring your descendants from the ends of the earth facing the fire you two couples that I spoke of I want you to come stand right here in front of me. Anybody else that's been in a fire, an unusual fire, not just any fire, an unusual fire, I want you to step out in the aisles and I want you to start filling in these sides here. Physically, financially, you two couples, I want you to come stand right here. Dave and Brenda, where you at? Come stand right here. This is what I've seen in prayer. This is what I'm going to do. Brenda, come stand right here next to Sister Flower. Jesus. You're facing an unusual fire. Never been in anything quite this hot. But you can leave this Saturday night service tonight knowing there's purpose. I believe there's going to be some mighty men burn up. Huh? I'm talking about in the spirit. I believe there's going to be some strongholds destroyed. You believe that? I feel the bomb of Gilead being broken right now. Kyle, you you boys come here. Where's your sister? Y'all come stand behind your parents. I need everybody plugged in. We need God to touch us right now. I'm going to lay my hands on these couples. When I do, something's going to break. God said, this is where the key is. I'm going to turn the key. When I turn the key, the door's going to open. And God's going to touch. God's going to minister to everybody and everything that needs to minister to right now. Come on, open your heart. Come on, open your heart right now. Daylor. Bring your wife here. Come stand right here. Come here. Come stand right here. Come on, cornerstone. Javon, come right here. Get in here close. Get in here close. Come right here. Get in here close. Come on, right now. Come on, lift your voice. <speaking in Spanish> Sikia iya la baha iya iya la baha ito sikia iya la boho iya boho iya la baya dada baha I will not be offended I will not be offended haya la baya break it let the mighty man Let the mighty men be destroyed. Let the mighty men be destroyed. Let the mighty men be destroyed. Come on, come on, come on. Turn and pray with somebody. Turn and pray with somebody. Yeah! Come on, the next generation, the next generation is dependent on us to get it right. The next generation is dependent on us to get it right. Yes, yes, yes. You're not going through the fire for nothing. You're not going through the fire for free. There's promotion. There's promotion. There's a purpose. God's got a plan. May the mighty men be destroyed. May the mighty men be destroyed. May the mighty men be destroyed come on folks come on let's pray for one another let's pray for one another come on brother chris get loose brother chris i will not be bound by bitterness i will not be bound by bitterness I will not be bound by self-loathing. I will not be bound by self-pity. Get loose. Come on, Brenda, get loose. Come on, Dave, get loose. I know you've been walking, flower, but you gotta get loose. Your joy's gotta get loose. Your peace has gotta get loose. Dave get your faith loose oh get your faith get your vision loose open your eyes and see again dream again you gotta face the fire with faith you gotta face the fire with faith Yes, 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 yes. Hura, mo' siki ayo rode ya dororo ba, vi ayo saya. Get loose! Get loose! You gotta get loose. I'm not gonna be bound by bitterness. I'm not gonna be bound by depression. I'm not gonna be bound by self-loathing or self-pity. There wasn't a hair on their head, sins. There wasn't a thread on their robe, sins. Loose, loose, loose. I loose you of fear. I loose sure you of anxiety. I loose sure you of anxiety I loose sure you of anxiety. I loose sure you of anxiety. I loose sure you of chest pains. I loose sure you of anxiety attack. No fear, no fear. I can face the fire knowing God's got a purpose. I can face the fire knowing your voice, loose your voice, loose your authority, loose your authority, loose your volume. Speak out, speak out, volume, defiance. Loose your authority, loose your faith, loose your determination, loose your vision. They were loosed in the fire. They were loosed in the fire. They were walking in the fire. Yay! Yeah. Don't stop. You hadn't talked in tongues in a long time. Open your mouth and talk in tongues. Loose your tongue. Loose your tongue. Loose your tongue. Loose your, Loose your tongue. Lose your tongue. I got a Bahasataya Harabaha. I got a lot of Bahaya.